Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Invest in your postdoc transformation. Welcome to the seasonal show for scientists leaping into business. In every sponsored episode, we are happy to recommend employers of choice for you. Make sure to check your readiness to leave out of science with us for free as linked in the show notes. For your career transition, we offer customized career transition e-courses and memberships also at graduate schools all over the world. Maybe yours too. And if your university isn't yet our customer, enroll in your free email course for career transition made simple as linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Elena Sui Winkles, with my team who is rooting for you. And let's build your postdoc transformation with this episode. Welcome back, postdoc transformers. This is the sequel episode of my repurposed TikTok Live with Professor Dr. Carlotta A. Berry. Please also listen to the first part because that really has been inspiring for me as well. So without further ado, next part. So what advice do you have for students and young individuals who come from underprivileged and underrepresented backgrounds aspiring to follow in your footsteps? And I think that I've, I've seen a couple of um, yeah. people here. Representation matters. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. Representation matters, though. And the biggest challenge is there's not a lot of us. So especially during the pandemic, there was a um, insurgence. I'm probably using the because uh, not research an insurgence of black and X in the community. So now you can find like black and astro, black and engineering, black and robotics. So unlike when I was younger, it's a whole lot easier now to find someone who looks like you. But I have a blog post that says, um, you know, it's harder when someone doesn't look like you, but it's not impossible. So you want to always try to find a mentor who is supportive and will advocate for you, even if they're not the same race, the same gender, or the same age. Kalana, your blog post is a really great resource, and I'll make sure that I will link to your blog as well. But right now, because of Black and Engineering and Black and Robotics and the Black and X community, there are ways and mechanisms. Right now, Black and Robotics actually is having a mentoring program. So you find people who will be authentic and who are invested in your success. Yes, I saw that on your website. So blackinrobotics.org. You have Black and Robotics Student Conference Travel or Black and Robotics Google PhD Awards. So there are lots of resources. Look that up. Yes, I end up doing presentations all the time and I have people walk up to me. Um, grad students, undergrad students. I did a presentation at Boston Scientific last week and had two of the undergrads walk up and go, yes, will you mentor me? Mentoring me maybe I get them 15 minutes out of my day just to answer questions. They don't even want a lot. They email me and was like, do we need to send you a uh, resume? No, just ask me your questions, baby. This ain't no job interview. You asked me to mentor you, not hire you, right? It does not require much. And like one of the young ladies just wanted to know, one of her professors, she feels has made some racist comments in class. What should she do about it? I have had several black female engineering students say similar things to me about a white male professor. I said, the first thing you do is you go document that by telling someone. If you don't feel comfortable doing it while you're in the class because that professor has a position of power, document that with an advisor, with a trusted mentor, and either after you graduate or after you're no longer in that class, make sure that gets reported to somebody. Okay. Where instances when you had to challenge the status quo in academia to create a more inclusive space. 
How did you navigate those situations? Did you call out or shout them out? So I talked about code switching earlier. You mm -hmm. have to be very strategic about what you do until mm -hmm. you get tenure. So what happens is you have to be strategic about choosing your battles, right? So until I got tenure and full professor, I knew my colleagues had to evaluate my work. So because mm -hmm. of that, I didn't always speak out on everything that bothered me, but I always did a little bit. So my decision points were typically the students. If it had something to do with the students, I was going to fight for them because I became a professor to be a champion for students. If it was something mm -hmm. about me, I kind of made a choice. Like I had a colleague, I had a couple of colleagues who made a couple of racist statements. Depending on who it was, I might have ignored it and walked away. Or I might have said something like, you know what? That was just a little bit racist. Because I felt like I could not also totally deny my voice because I wanted to be a full professor or I wanted to have tenure. Because I think it's important. Like I left my first university because I had spoken out so much about how the students were treated. It drove me crazy. I could not stand it. And it used to make me itch and cry just to go to work. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I can't take it. I cannot take the disrespect. So that's what made me um, you know, leave that school. So that's how I decide. I speak out on a lot more now. I'm actually a little sad right now. It's because of the um, lack of diversity. Have you found this episode so far helpful for yourself? Well, maybe you can subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Popin, or wherever you get our show. And also share this episode with your PhD bestie because that would encourage us to help the underprivileged, underrepresented, and underserved early career scientists leaping into business. This would also ensure that you don't miss a future episode. Also, our subscription and listening numbers are key for finding the right sponsors for our show so that we can help you for free. And now back to the show. And the challenges, me and a colleague started a um, scholarship program for black and brown students and underrepresented students and women, right? And just because of this affirmative action decision, we've recently heard that they're gonna take some of our work off the school website because some people are now suing universities because of the affirmative action decision if they feel there's any bias towards majority students. So I still have to be a champion for those things, but I now have to be a lot more strategic about how I can formally do it. Like I'm never gonna stop. Like the scholarship program still exists, but now recruiting is gonna be an awful lot harder because people can't search the website to find stuff about it, right? And so I'm gonna always speak out about those things because if that was the reason I became a professor and I'm no longer using my voice for those things, I don't need to be in this job or I'm in the wrong one. But finding ways to do it where you don't step on many toes. Now that I have full professor, I stomp away. I don't care. But before I did, I had to make sure, like my mentor, I did eventually get mentors. I know you asked the mentor question earlier. I did eventually get a mentor. So I have mentors that helped me through grad school and now black women engineering professor mentors. I just didn't know who they were then because there's so few. So now that I know them, you know, one thing she said to me is she's just like, you got to understand, you have to be there to help the students. If you don't get tenure, if you don't get full professor, you can't achieve your goal. So I had to play the game and do the dance to get to that point. That's another TikTok there. And did you know that we offer deep dive e-course workshops and memberships at graduate schools, maybe also at yours in the future? Ask your graduate school coordinator whether they want to book my services so that I can deliver them to you 24-7, 365 on your mobile device. And even better, if you get us paid, 
by your grad school, we will pay you 50% recurring sales commissions. So you will earn money with us as we help you and your PhD besties to transition into business. We can build a poster transformation together. Woohoo! Can you reflect on the role that diversity and representation played in your academic and personal journey and how they shaped your legacy? I think it shaped it because I didn't have it, right? I think having it can shape your legacy, not having it can shape your legacy. Not having it shaped my legacy because I wanted to be there to be what I could not see. That was important to me. It also shapes how I engage with my students, whether black, white, male, female, all of them can benefit from diversity. All of them can benefit from seeing a professor who doesn't look like the majority professor or having someone who engages with them from a position of authority. Not so much now, but when I first got to my current school, being Indiana, Nebraska, middle of nowhere way, is them seeing you standing up in the front of the room is almost kind of jarring for some of them because they've never seen a black person or a woman who was not a mother figure, who was mm -hmm. a, um, in a position of authority for them. And so because of that, I got a lot of questioning about my credentials, about whether I was competent, about if I was just hired um, to check a box for being a double minority. And so I am there for all of them so that they can see a different face to what STEM, what engineering, what academia looks like, and what people look like who can teach you, right? And it took a while to get them there. Important, diversity is for everybody. I had some colleagues who got upset with me because I run the, the scholarship program I told you about. So because of that, everybody always sending me the black students and the female students when they have challenges. And so in a meeting, I said, look, it is everybody's responsibility in this department to promote diversity and support diversity, not just the women, not just the black people. It's everybody's responsibility because everybody benefits from diversity. I didn't even think that was that big of a deal. But later on, I was um, called into the office by my department head. He said there are a few faculty who are really bothered by your statement and they came to talk to me about it. Who? I'll go talk to them who? Because I don't feel like what I said was even that bad. Yes, Rhea, yes. That lack, of, that lack of representation, that lack of diversity will, will send you running. I've been in some jobs where the microaggressions had me running for the hills. I've also worked at the HBCU that had me running for the hills too. It's just kind of like nowhere is totally perfect, but some places are definitely worse than others. Um, but regardless of where I am, I have to leave my imprint. Otherwise, I'm not meant to be there. So if I'm letting them basically squash out my light, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. No, you should, you should keep that up. Remember, you are a postdoc transformer. You are highly intelligent, well-educated, a bachelor, master, and maybe you have already your doctor under your belt, or you are a postdoc. You are internationally experienced, fluent in English, a leader and expert in your prior research field. You're resilient, brilliant in adaptation and problem solving. You are eager to bring in the transferable and monetizable skills needed in many companies to embrace the future and to become or remain an innovator in their markets. All right, so next question. What strategies do you employ to help your students believe in themselves and their potential, especially when they face doubts due to their backgrounds? That one's really hard. And I think it goes back to the authenticity question again. Mm -hmm. Just because you fail an exam, a delay is not a denial. Just because you fail a class, a delay is not a denial. I will tell them I failed exams when I was an undergrad. I failed classes when I was an undergrad. It's not the failing that's the problem. 
It's what did you do after you failed? So what I do a lot of time is the coaching. You know, they're embarrassed. They're ashamed. Get that, get your jaw off the ground and come to my office and let's figure out what we can do to turn this ship around. Get in tutoring, get to a study group, set regular office hours every week. How did you study? A, a big one is how do they study? Stop cramming at the last minute, the last night. Have you ever read your book? Most of them have not. Did you, <laughs> did you study all week? There are some yeah. strategies for being successful that you can do. Did you, did you copy your notes over and fill in the gaps with the reading and go see your professor or the tutor if you didn't understand what you were reading? There are ways to get an A. Everybody don't just get it. Just because you see that one 4.0 sitting there not taking notes, staring at me, that ain't you. Some people got to work for it. And I'll tell them, failure builds character. Mm -hmm. Struggling builds character. So just mm -hmm. because you can't get it does not exactly go to the support services. I've had students in Nebraska before who had an accommodation letter and forgot to give it to me, which means they never got extended time on the exam or needed accommodations and never went and got the, the letters or what they needed for their accommodation. Right. Use your resources and recognize that there are resources for you to be successful. Everybody don't just get it, right? I didn't just get it. I had to come up with some strategies and change the way I did it. A lot of my bad grades when I was an undergrad is because my mother could not support me financially and I did work two and three jobs. Working two or three jobs in engineering school is a recipe for disaster, but I had to eat. I had to pay my rent. I had to pay my bills. That all had to be done as well. But strategies to do that well, that's important. So I think that's extremely important is a closed mouth don't get fed. I say that all the time. If you're going through something, you need to talk to somebody and let them help you. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, it, there's a German phrase for that. It's uh, bring and hold short. So you have to also invest into the, into the success that you yeah. want. And now it's time to thank company ABC, who sponsors this episode of the Postdoc Transformation Show. I would now be reading the company's answers to one of six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. For example, number one, describe your most valuable experts versus leaders in your company. Have they typically earned a doctor title? Number two, for whichever company roles or units do you encourage somebody with a doctor title to apply? Number three. How would you describe your organizational culture in which your most valuable experts and leaders thrive in? To nominate an employer of choice so that we can ask our informative bold questions, let us know via the click on the link. If you are a company representative, like in recruiting and employer branding, and now you want your company to be highlighted as an employer of choice for our audience, you can become a sponsor of a dedicated Postdoc Transformation Show episode. Just click on the link in the show notes. And now back to the post of transformation episode. Carlotta, how did you leverage your platform to raise awareness about issues that are, you know, often overlooked in academia advocating for positive change? So not just the social media, but being co-founder of Black in Engineering and Black in Robotics, we have done video campaigns about the experiences of black black engineers in academia. Um, we have a YouTube channel where we talk about some of those things, sharing things that some people like this live, right? Or posting videos on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. 
because some people you will find like somebody just commented in the in the chat a lot of people have gone through what we go through a lot of people have these experiences but there can be isolating because there are not so many of us so by amplifying and bring attention to these things some people will listen and some people will know and understand the importance of what we do not everybody some people are just ignorant right but the few who will we need to build community around them in order to make a better space you know and as long as some people are helped and supported by that that work yeah. is already worth it and once you have determined your readiness to leap and want to transition into business or industries then you can enroll in your free email course with 10 actionable bingeable email lessons until you start your job in business you'll get 10 emails like this number one how to leap out of science number two how to build your sustainable linkedin profile number three how to read social media and network number four how to research your favorite jobs and employers Number five, how to do informational interviews to get insights. Number six, how to create your customized applications with ChatGPT. Number seven, how to prepare your thesis from a business point of view. Number eight, how to apply to your favorite employers. Number nine, how to choose the right job offer. Number 10, how to prepare for your new job. Woohoo! Yeah. And just for the, I will also put the link to the Noir Stalinist. Uh, yeah. website and so that everyone or, you know find out more about your work yeah. because i know that you are also a multiple book author do you want to yeah talk yeah about but Black Stem Romance Novels, um, Breaking Point, Chandler's Choice, and Elevated Inferno, Monet's Moment. I'm working on book three right now. That's one of the things, talking about work-life balance. Those are the things to the back, to the back when I um, get the next book. My edit of my next book is so far behind. But um, those are the things that get neglected a little bit. Also, um, you know, I'm really into this digital Black Stem AI art right now. I am loving that stuff. But I can't get, you know, I have more of that. I have more ideas for that, but I can't do it. You know, I also do Robot Slim um, hip hop poetry. I don't know if you know that. I have a song I've been trying to get recorded for four days because I'm giving a um, presentation to teachers on Saturday and I want to play it for the teachers, but I got to find the time to sit down and um, yeah, I think the books are important. I, I think the robot poetry is important. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of stuff I do is important, but there's only one me. And I actually hired a virtual assistant for 10 hours a month to kind of help. And I'm now learning even that 10 hours she does is just not even putting a dent in all the stuff I'm trying to get done. But I guess it's better than nothing. So that's another way that we promote our discipline is by showing people who don't look like their traditional mold doing some of these STEMI things. This is why I do the robot videos, right? You know, I could do all that robot stuff off of camera just as well, probably less work, but we want people to see. But this was my highlight of the day, regardless yeah. of whatever I will be Thank doing you. like now, you. you were my highlight today. And I'm so appreciative Thank that you took your time in your busy schedule. So this round of applause mm -hmm. is for you. All right. so. This is the end of season two, and literally, we couldn't have asked for a better ending. With Professor Dr. Carlotta A. Berry, we are ending season two of the Postdoc Transformation Show on a high note. My team and I want to thank all Postdoc Transformers for listening to the previous 24 episodes helping scientists leaping into business. 
We had episodes for incoming and intermediate PhD students and for seasoned career transitioners contemplating about a comeback to academia. Some episodes were more received than others, and we will double down on these topics for season three. Oh, when is season three due? That is on December 7th, and we will interview entrepreneurs, industry experts, leaders in the corporate world, but also companies serving early career scientists leaping into business. If you want to let us know who we should interview and, you know, bring into the show, please follow us on socials and also let us know via DM and whatever. So this way you will also have a say, have a voice in our poster transformation show. If you value our show, please share your favorite episodes with your PhD besties. Let us know your career transition questions and suggest topics for future episodes. We also appreciate positive reviews and stories on all social platforms. Why? Because this show is for free, but we need sponsors to bring this show to you. So please help us to help you on your postdoc transformation. Do you want a transcript of our episode? And our episode sponsors answers to all six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. Do you want to nominate your potential employer of choice so that we can ask them our bold questions? For all of that, click on our links in our show notes and on our website www.postdoctransformation.com. Remember to check your readiness to leap out of science and to enroll in our free email course, Career Transition Made Simple. Thanks for your attention. I'm Professor Dr. Elna Zoe Winkles, the host of your seasonal postdoc transformation show. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation.